This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. The Buck Sexton Show. Matt Welch, great to have you, sir. Matt Welch? I'm here. Hello. There we go. Hey, what's up, buddy? I didn't hear you for a second. Good to have you. So uh, I want to talk to you about all of the things. But first, we've got some audio. I think you know Pete Hegseth from over at Fox. He was asking some protesters to explain themselves, and I just love this clip. We want to play it, and I want to hear your thoughts. Let it rip. It looks like this is the stop the Trump pants regime before it starts. Somehow they're going to stop the regime before 12 noon tomorrow when Donald Trump puts his hand on the Bible. I'm going to talk to some of these guys and see what they think. Are you willing to talk? No? Sir, you got these signs. Are you willing to talk to us? Why are they a fascist? Why are they fascist? Trump and Pence are illegitimate. Lots of chance, not a lot of answers. What are you protesting? The United States of America is a country that is based off the opposition of tyrannical governments. Cite the American Revolution, for example. Everybody else, they call their popular vote. They call it the vote. They don't call it the popular vote. They call it the vote. I'm a We the People supporter. So if you're for Hillary Clinton, would you acknowledge she campaigned in the wrong states? The majority of people think that he's illegitimate. I think you should acknowledge that David Duke was a head member of the KKK. And did Donald Trump not totally disavow uh, David Duke? So where, where, are your, where are your facts? I have the video. We can easily show it to you. David Duke endorsed me? Okay. All right. I disavow. Okay. You shouldn't let people in from countries where terrorists like ISIS are trying to infiltrate our country. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to, like, make people... Tell us their religion. That's not what America's about. What about Somalia? Is ISIS Al Shabaab? Is Al Shabaab not seeking to commit terrorism from my home state of Minnesota? Absolutely no. They are. You're right. You should perhaps be careful. You're right. You don't have to talk to me if you don't want to. As you can tell, we have a very tolerant group out here. As Someone's throwing their phone at me, so that's apparently tolerant as well. Why are you wearing a gas mask and a tactical vest? Are you a... <laughs> are you a scuba diver? Absolutely not. You say we live in dangerous times. No, are you talking to ISIS? Are you talking about ISIS? I'm talking about Donald Trump. Do you prefer to live in the Soviet Union? Hell yeah. Stalin would be a hell of a lot better than Trump. Stalin would be better than Trump? Yes, he would. Do you know that uh, Stalin killed 50 million people? Did you know that the population increased 1.6% under Stalin? Russia's accepting visa applications right now. Would you like to go? I'd be Nice work from our friend Pete Hegseth there over at Fox News. Matt, wow. Did you know that the population increased 1.7% under Stalin? I got to say, I actually didn't know that. Dude, you know... First of all, I don't think it's, well, I don't know if it's true or not, but go ahead. <laughs> it doesn't sound true to me. Hippie punching is, uh, is, uh, is a sport that uh, each team loves to rediscover every eight years. That's, a, that's what I'm going to say about that. You can find a lot of MSNBC uh, hippie punching or actually uh, tricorn hat punching 
at uh, Tea Party rallies in 2009. You're not going to get smart people at a political rally at all. And the, the, the biggest mistake that these people are making, the protesters, besides not being able to uh, sustain a logical thought for very long, is <coughs> excuse me, the bronchitis is flaring up again. Uh, I was going to say this doesn't even sound like Matt Welch today. Are you okay, buddy? You must. You, you're yeah. a trooper coming on the show, even even it's, wounded. It's unclear. Um, no, uh, the problem is the people using the word illegitimate. Because listen, if you thought that Donald Trump is an incipient fascist, which these people do, that's what they think. That's what they're worried about. If you if you're worried about his authoritarianism, and I am, I'm worried about his authoritarianism. I don't. I have enough faith in America that we're not going to become kind of fascist country and i don't think he is fascist but let's say you were worried about him being an authoritarian what would you do strategically all right i'm not talking about would you protest would you not protest i'm talking about you would do what you can to buttress to support the institutions of american life that are outside of the direct control of the president and one of those institutions is Countywide elections, state by state by county, whatever, precinct by precinct elections. These people are saying that he is illegitimate because they, like John Lewis, are passing along a conspiracy theory, a conspiracy theory that Russia hacked the election. I hate Russia as much as you hate Russia, Buck Sexton. <laughs> and I'm sorry for coughing on your radio show. But didn't hack the election. They released information that, for all we can tell, is, is true. They tried to muck up. I'm sure they wanted Trump to win. I'm sure Putin's happy and all that kind of stuff. But no one got in between us and the voting booth. So the election is legitimate. It's a, it's a reflection of what Americans wanted to vote for. He didn't win a majority of the popular vote because we have an electoral college. Damn it. And until you change that, and until I hear you talking about changing that before the election results, you can get stuffed. But if you're running down the legitimacy of the vote, you're running down the very institutions that you need on your side to be a bulwark against anything like creeping authoritarianism. And I see Democrats all over the place tripping on their own business by trying to run down those very institutions that they need. And you got to just deal with the whiplash and the intellectual dishonesty that comes from the, the left, which initially was telling us all, uh, hey, man, you know, Trump better Trump better learn to deal with the fact that Hillary's going to win, and he better not undermine our democratic institutions. I, there were debate moderators who were asking if he would accept the results of the election. That was supposed to be a big gotcha question because he said things like, well, we'll see what happens. And then everybody was, oh, Trump, it's, you know, he's just ready to, to storm the Bastille or whatever. I mean, it's just crazy. And now we that see was- the other side. But Go ahead. That was two weeks of the news cycle in, like, October, was that. That was leading the news on the nightly news. Will Trump accept the results of the election? Let's ask someone who's never met Trump in their lives, but who's playing a surrogate on him on uh, the cable network. Let's ask them if they think Trump will accept the results of the election. And where are those people now? They're silent. I mean, look at Chuck Todd interviewed. (laughs) Sorry. Chuck Todd interviewed John Lewis. He's the one who got the illegitimate quote. Go listen to that interview. It's amazing. It's like in these dulcet, gentle tones. And uh, John Lewis says, uh, I, I think he's, he's not a legitimate president. And Chuck uh, Todd's like, wow, that's going to send some reverberations, John. Uh, it's like, oh, that's one way to respond to it. Another is, hmm, respond to it the way that you responded to everybody back in October, which is, hold on. You're calling into question the legitimacy of the elections. That's bad for our democratic uh, process and civic institutions. Nobody has had that response. They've had the response instead. 
of John Lewis is an American hero. Donald Trump is running him down. He must be racist. The end. Uh, and it's just yeah. It seems very clear, by the way, that John that John Lewis was the choice to to do this because he is politically invincible and we all understand that right so this is why anybody and and he's not the only one i've said john mccain also because of what he did for his country is not quite as politically invincible but also has been using that to great effect for his own benefit for a long time and to to say that the, the president is not invincible i mean sorry to say the president is not legitimate is to say some really nasty things about the very institutions that, as you point out, they're going to need to have in place if they want to actually keep Trump from doing the scary things they think is going to happen. And it also reduces their moral authority when they rightly complain that he's full of beans when he says that, you know, uh, that there's maybe two or three million illegal votes in this election. And that's why he didn't win the popular vote, because Lord knows what they're doing in California, which I mean, there's almost not enough adult illegal aliens to make as many votes as he was claiming. And when he says that, that is also running down the legitimacy of our civic institutions and should be called out. But they are defrocking themselves. They're taking the guns out of their own holster by supporting what is a conspiracy theory about Russia at this point. Not that they tried to muck things up. Of course they did. But what did they succeed at doing? Uh, And that is a, a number of leaps of faith. And you're hearing that normally among especially the congressmen who boycotted today's events on uh, the National Mall. But you're hearing this is a kind of normal Democratic discourse. And I think it's just a strategic blunder of epic proportions, as well as a a beautiful and ever-rich kind of display of hypocrisy for all of us to look at. Now, Matt, we also have a big change, not just Trump as president, but Obama no longer president. You were debating, I see this on Reason.com, you were debating with Jonathan Chait, down at the Soho Forum, which sounds like everybody gets a uh, caramel macchiato when they walk in. Uh, But at the Soho Forum, you guys debated whether Obama was a great president, and you said no. Why? Well, uh, primarily, I think, (coughs) sorry, that um, you cannot be considered a great president. There's probably only one president I can think of in history who's widely considered to be great, um, who didn't have an easily understood great achievement in foreign policy. And that would be Abraham Lincoln. He's got other things he had to deal with. Uh, uh, And maybe he did something in foreign policy of which I am not aware. I I hold that up as a possibility. Um, However, it kind of makes sense. Um, And in Chait's book, the foreign policy chapter, he doesn't even try. He's sort of like, "Ah, well, this isn't the strongest area. And I argue you just can't be a great president when you look at what were the, the biggest strategic challenges of his time, and how did he do? Uh, in the fight against radical Islamic terrorism, I would argue that uh, he didn't noticeably improve that thing. Um, you can't really point at any one thing that he did. I mean, I liked, and you might disagree, or uh, certain listeners might disagree, the opening to Cuba, uh, the changing of that policy, I think, is, is the correct move. I wish he would have got more concessions out of the Castro regime, uh, but that's kind of small beer in the scheme of things. Our challenges are against spread of radical Islamic terrorism, um, the uh, increasing uh, instability in the Middle East, which I think he added to, he didn't subtract from, uh, and then the, uh, the uh, expansionary revanchism of Russia, which he went into, into office. Remember, I mean, in, in 2008, uh, in the summer, that's when Russia was meddling about in Georgia, 
And the Democratic convention at the time was all about uh, how, you know, Joe Biden saying we would not going to let this happen on our watch. And, you know, we're going to make Russia pay for its deeds and, and we're going to treat them differently. And, and part of it by treating them with more respect. And let's see how that's going to work out. Like every single president needs to re- learn that treating Vladimir with respect and Putin with respect, uh, they, you don't win. Uh, at the end of that, it has nothing to do with his game. He doesn't care about that. Um, so he didn't do anything. And not only that, I mean, look at Afghanistan. Uh, and again, you might have a different view than I do, but like, what's the difference between our situation now in Afghanistan and what it was at the beginning of 2009? One of the Eight more years, more lives, a lot of money spent, and the strategic situation is worse. That's the, that, that is the situation. Those are our people who died. Seventy percent or so, two-thirds of Americans who died in Afghanistan did it in the Obama presidency. That war started, last I looked, in 2001. He was supposed to be not just the anti-war president, but the anti-dumb war president. Meanwhile, and also he was supposed to be, um, this is more of a libertarian analysis, but he was supposed to be uh, the guy who was going to rein in executive power and who was going to only do things that Congress authorized. What he did in Libya was such a thumb in the nose of Congress and violated the War Powers Resolution to such a degree that when Congress said, hey, look, it's been 60 days, you got to come to us, he responded, no, I don't, because there's nothing warlike going on here. It's a kinetic military action. And it's also one in which he just basically said, ah, this one city might be a massacre, so this is our reason to go to war without any kind of plan for what happens afterwards. And he blew, up, blew the thing up, I think, really rapidly expanded the ability for ISIS to develop and to have territory. Granted, it's hard to do foreign policy. It's hard to deal with anything. You know, there's a lot of different ways that the Obama administration has tried to deal with uh, Syria, Libya, Iraq, Afghanistan. Each of them are different in their own ways. But you can't point to any of it as a success, I don't think. Uh, I agree with you, Matt Welch, on that stuff. we got to bounce here. Matt Welch, editor-at-large of Reason Magazine, his latest on Reason.com. Mr. Welch, happy Inauguration Day. Drink some tea with lemon and honey if you think that'll help. I think it will. Good luck to you, sir. Feel better. Come back soon. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. 